Good morning, Path to Warren podcast. This is Matt Warren. This is episode 281. Hope you're having a wonderful morning so far. What you're about to hear uh, is a raw, unedited version of my recording, my first set of videos um, for helping men who are struggling with vagueness around money. It's time to replace clarity with vagueness. And, and I hope these videos will help other men who are going through similar issues. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Stay tuned. Good morning. This is Matt Warren. And thanks for watching. What you're about to uh, take part in is my first digital workshop. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create a video series to help men who struggle with vagueness around money. Um, it's time to replace clarity with vagueness. So what I'm going to do is talk about what to look forward to and what are the things that we're, that we're going to talk about in this video series. And then I'm going to try to walk you through it as if we're sitting in a workshop and give recommendations and, and suggestions. Feel free to stop the video at any time to uh, go get something, but we're gonna keep going for the sake of time. And at any time, you can email me at matthewtwarren3 at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to send you the spreadsheets that we're talking about in, in the following videos. Hit subscribe up to my podcast, which is Path to Warren. Dot com. That's my blog, but my podcast is also called uh, Path to Warren. And uh, you can have access to all of these videos and podcasts that relate to recovery and specifically vagueness around money. So let's get started. So one of the tools that helped me when I first got started with trying to track my numbers and get clear on my finances. So what are the books? You know, are there books that you can order? Sure. Um, two books that stand out that I would highly recommend. One is called The Currency of Hope. The Currency of Hope is a fantastic book that it's under $20. The other book that I highly recommend is called The Debtors Anonymous Step Guide Book. And it's also for business, Debtors Anonymous. It's got a half the book is for regular Debtors Anonymous and the other half are for business owners. Uh, I highly recommend that book. And that's something that you can work through with a, somebody like a sponsor or somebody who is in the program like an action partner. Uh, that book is 20 bucks. You can find it on Amazon as well as The Currency of Hope. The next step that I would encourage any of my sponsees or any newcomer in the program, before we really get going into uh, trying to track numbers and spending plans and monthly dashboards and things like that, I ask, always ask the first person, or in the first meeting, I always ask them, please tell me the top two or three current pressures. You know, what are the two or three things that keep you up at night? Uh, those are the things we probably need to talk to first and uh, address because it doesn't make any sense to, to, to work on other things that are maybe 
less priority if, if these are if there are some major things that are keeping you up at night. So list out the current top two to three pressures, and that's going to help facilitate what we call a pressure relief group. And we'll get into more details in future videos. What is a pressure relief group? What do I need to have to prepare for a pressure relief group? And you know what what finances should I bring to the table as I get ready for my pressure relief group? Then I would step four uh, would be make an effort on this personal financial statement. And we're going to talk about that in a future video. That's actually the next video. Um, but I would highly recommend that the first document that you fill out or try to work toward is a personal financial statement. It lists very clearly assets, liabilities. If you're married, it, it helps to get clarity on if these credit cards are in her name, if these credit cards are in your name, or if these credit cards are in both, you know, your and your partner's name. Um, it, it, it's really good to get clarity on the assets, you know, which assets are in your name, which assets are in your partner's name, him or her, um, which, which partners or which person has access to the assets and the liabilities. Um, we'll get into how to do that in the personal financial statement video. Stay tuned for that. Things like life insurance and estate planning and uh, notes payable, you know, invoices that clients owe you, all that can be filled out in the personal financial statement. Stay tuned and we'll address that in, in a future video. And then finally, that, that number in the personal financial statement gives you a net worth. It's good to have a net worth and write it down in, the, in, in your journal um, because for me, that number is, is kind of like a, a flag in the ground. You know, I don't want to go lower than this. No more. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm going forward. Um, that is, that's why I track my net worth. And we'll definitely get into that in a future uh, episode. I would suggest that everybody find a sponsor and the best way to get a sponsor, I always say is to ask somebody to be your temporary sponsor. And this is like in sales, um, taking baby steps. You know, it's always good to work with somebody for a little bit before you, you know, get in bed with them, if you will. Uh, it, it's always a good idea to, if you're talking to somebody and y'all seem to be jiving, getting along very well, I always recommend that you ask them to, hey, do you mind being my temporary sponsor? And let's, you know, work on things for the next 30 days or so. Do you mind helping me just get started? A lot of times I find that it's hard for somebody like an old timer to say no to that. So it also, it's hard in this program. It's very intimate with money, it's sensitive, it's personal. It's, uh, it's very hard to find somebody that's willing to give up a lot of time to help you and your numbers because they're probably still working on their numbers. They're not where they want to be yet, most likely. So if you just ask them to be a temporary sponsor, um, it, it, it helps a lot. I would also suggest finding what we call an action partner. An action partner is somebody that you communicate with on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day. 
Uh, my action partner and, and I get together once a week, some, sometimes twice a week, um, Wednesday mornings at 6 a.m., Saturday mornings at uh, 6 a.m. We get together over his place and we share actions that we're working on. We share what's, what's going on in the day. Um, you, you don't have to necessarily have somebody within your zip code like I do, but that's just a, a blessing that I've got. This person can be remote and you simply text them and call them when there's issues that you have questions about or just need, need to vent about something or run something by them. It's good to have somebody that you're helping and that they're helping you and it, we call that an action partner. And we'll get into more of that later as we talk about bookending, what are bookends, what are some techniques that I use to bookend with my action partner Stay tuned, we'll talk about that. Uh, the next item is to bookend three action items with somebody, I don't care who it is, it doesn't have to be a formal action partner, it doesn't have to be an accountability partner, it doesn't have to be a sponsor. Just tell one person, hey, I'm gonna do these three things. We call them bookendings. I'm gonna do these three things today to help my numbers. It could be, I'm gonna track my income, I'm going to write down my expenses for the day. I'm going to keep track of my time for the day. I'm going to pull the files out from my credit cards and figure out how much I owe to who, uh, anything, but just take, this is a program of action. It's a program of action. So I'm recommending, I'm recommending that you send somebody a text that says, Hey, I'm just going to turn over these three items that I'm going to do, um, today. And as you do them, you know, and I would number them, bookend one, bookend number two, bookend number three, bookend number one, call accountant about taxes, bookend number two, um, call the credit card to get final balance, number three, uh, close this credit card, <laughs> whatever they are, bookend them as number one, number two, number three, it doesn't mean you have to do them in that order, but my recommendation is to do it that way because when it's three hours later or six hours later and you complete one of those things it could be call a client about an invoice you know whatever it is about your numbers as you complete one of those things you simply text that person book in to check mark and send it they and they know they can look back and say oh he just called this client about an invoice oh he just called the credit card about an you know the final balance whatever it is but it, i'm going to ask you to write down three action items that you could do today that you need to take action on that you've been procrastinating on maybe or that just popped up that you need to handle today. The, the, the next suggestion for the newcomer would be to purchase a quality journal and pencil or pen. So I can't tell you enough how much I love moleskin, M-O-L-E-S-K-I-N, moleskin journals. You could go to moleskin.com and buy the journals. They've got different sizes, different styles. Um, if you go to pathtowarren.com, I share about um, the type of journal that I use, but it's the large version. Um, having a quality journal is, it looks good in meetings. Uh, you can keep everything in it. We can talk more about this when we talk about priority management and how to list out your goals. Um, everything for that day goes in there. Gratitude list, 
spending plan, income plan, uh, from not, excuse me, not spending plan, not income plan, but the, my daily spending and my daily income, all those things get written on that day's page in the journal. Every day gets a page in the journal. Um, and then a quality pen or pencil, it might sound stupid, but something happens internally with me if I have a nice pencil and a nice pen that I've maybe spent a few dollars on, I write better, I write neater, I care about what I'm writing as opposed to a random pen that you picked up off your daughter's floor that's been chewed on and the, you know, the dog broke it in half. Um, invest in a, in a nice journal, invest in a nice pencil. Even though we're talking about debt, you probably have a lot of debt, you probably have a lot of issues. I don't know your issues, but at the first opportunity, I would, I would strongly encourage you to purchase a quality journal. In that journal, when you get the journal, one of the first things I want you to do is to write 10 gratitudes. So open up to the first page with the date at the top. I like to put my gratitudes on the left-hand side, but simply number one, number two, number three, number four, all the way down to number 10 and write, I am grateful for, I am grateful for, I am grateful for, and then fill those in. All these issues and pressures and stresses around money that we as men have, as cheesy as it might sound, if you take a second and write out 10 things you're grateful for, they could be general, they could be specific, it doesn't matter, whatever's relating to you. I like to start off my number one gratitude item as I am grateful for my sobriety and solvency yesterday. All we have is, are, are the next 24 hours. That's all we've got. We focus on what just happened in the last 24 hours. Let's say things we're grateful for, for those last 24 hours. That's what I like to do. And then what I want to show you next is an action plan to financial peace. So this action plan is something that really I created it early on um, in, in my need to, to get clarity on numbers. And I just want to walk through my action plan to financial peace. And I really hope that it'll help you when it comes to writing down goals. Uh, there are certain things that have to be done before others. And it's very smart to list them out one through seven. These are mine. These are, these are the, the financial peace action items that, that I started back in April 29, 2019. Number one, save $1,000 into an emergency fund. I mean, this is basic. You might say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm way past that. I've got $1,000 somewhere. No, 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 no. I want you to take $1,000 cash and open up a savings account and put it in there. This is not under your bed. This is not on a credit card somewhere you think you can pull out $1,000. This is $1,000 saved in an emergency fund. This is going to help keep Mr. Murphy at bay when those surprises pop up and we don't want to go debt. So in order to not debt, we need to have a thousand dollars starting off 
baby step one. Step number two, we're gonna pay all active debt with this debt snowball, listing them from smallest to largest. So what I would recommend that you do is to list out your debts from smallest to largest. This is what I did right here. These are the places that I owed and I listed them from smallest to largest. Okay, that's step number one. I mean, step number, four, step number one of this debt snowball item. We'll get to how to do that, but basically what we're gonna do just to give you a little teaser of what to do with this debt snowball, we list them smallest to largest. We make the minimum payments on all of them, but as soon as we can throw money at, like if we have any money at the end of the month, that we can throw toward these credit cards, we're gonna do it. Starting with most of the money going toward the smallest amount first. We're gonna make minimum payments on all of the rest of them. You can see here, this is the minimum payment. This is the extra cash I put toward it. It was mainly just to have nice round numbers, uh, but I put a little bit more toward this Lowe's credit card that I had and then the ending balance. Then what I did was I took this right here, I right clicked, said copy, went over here on this cell and hit paste, and it spit out the same thing. I went through and I changed it. What I'm showing you here is this allowed me and my bride to pay down 60 plus thousand dollars in debt over uh, 15 months and this is this is just kind of showing how I did it step this is month nine and what you don't see here is I I've hid let me unhide this I, I hid an item once I paid it off let me go back here so once I paid off on this month in March we paid off this uh, city advantage card I crossed it through, crossed it off the list and hit it. Um, this was our accountant's bill that interest was not accruing and uh, I didn't pay it right away, but we did pay it eventually as one of the lowest items on the list. It, it took a little while, but uh, five or six or five or six months in, we pay that invoice. Uh, but we're actively paying each, each of these and marking them off as we go. And what you'll see as we get to paying all of these off, once the final one's done, we're, you know, that's how we paid off all of our debt that was active credit card debt that was in both of our names in order to save my wife's credit the best we could. Um, it's a way of tracking it each month. I didn't look at this every day, but when it came time to pay out a bill, you know, what did we pay last month? How much can we pay this month? What's the total? What's the balance? It really just helped me get clarity each month when it came time to pay in down the debt. And I could watch this balance go down each month, you know, 51,000, 44. Um, it, it just gets smaller and smaller each month. So, Action, that was action number two. Once we completed that, we actually paid off a total of $68,000 in debt 
it took me about a, it, exactly a, a year to pay down that much money with my wife. I crossed it off. That was the next baby step. Once we did that, we stopped. Oh, and before I go to the next step, let me make a point and say, when, when we're listing out the creditors, notice that I said smallest to largest. I did not say largest interest rate first. <laughs> we get very confused in our heads when we start to do math on interest rates. The point is, when you start to knock off some of these smaller debts, what happens is you get momentum. You and your partner or you alone start to get confidence and momentum and you start to get in a habit of paying these bills and all of a sudden you're throwing thousands of dollars at these bills. That's how we paid $68,000 down um, off in, in, in debt is because we just really started throwing money at it once we got into a habit of paying these off and it felt good. We could celebrate we could look at each other and say, we're making great progress at all, all this debt. So again, don't list them by interest rates. Don't even have that in the formula. List them from smallest to largest is one technique to pay in the debt. There's another technique I want to show you later that I learned after I paid off all this debt, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit on a future video. What we're also going to do, we're going to stop, we will stop all payments toward uh, retirement, all payments toward anything. Once we've got the debt taken care of, that's the active debt, we're going to make payments toward our prudent reserve. So the prudent reserve is, it's recommended that we stockpile three to six months of prudent reserve. Through all of this process, I'm gonna help you with a spending plan, a daily spending plan. I'm gonna help you with the monthly view of a spending plan so you can compare what we did on a daily basis, add it up, we can see what we're spending on a monthly basis. We put the monthly into a, a system called the, the monthly dashboard. PRG dashboard is what I call it, the PRG monthly dashboard. Um, it's a, it allows a view of everything you make, everything you spend, everything you're putting toward debt repayment and everything that you're putting towards savings. So just stay tuned for that. That's a much further video, but we're gonna go over that in a, in a future video because I think it would really uh, benefit you if you knew that was coming to stay tuned. In order to stockpile all of this money, you have, all of the other payments have to be stopped toward everything else. Um, obviously, I don't mean stop paying your house, but what I'm talking about is once, you, once we realize how much money we spend every month, we can look at that and add it up and say, how much is that for three months? For me, it was $20,000. For six months, it was $40,000. That seems like a lot of money to start saving. We decided to save between three to six months 
which is between 20 and 40,000 is $30,000. So we saved $30,000 and it took us a little under a year from the time that we paid off all the active consumer debt. And notice that my house payment was not in there. That was, that's listing all the debts, smallest to largest, not including real estate or your house, if you have a house. That is strictly active debt. This is inactive debt. I owed my dad money from his his loan that, that he, he provided me. That's inactive debt. It, it's debt, and you probably have some of that. I don't know, you, you might or might not, but most people do. They borrow money from an aunt, they borrow money from a grandparent or a parent um, or a neighbor. Hey, could I get five grand? I got a great business idea, right? Th that's a lot of times that's inactive debt. We're tr I would I would strongly recommend that we take care of the active first and then address the, the inactive debt. Coming up with a payment plan is what I did, which I'll, I'll go over later. And then these are goals for ourselves that we're wanting to do, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna start saving for our daughter's college. We're not gonna start saving for a trip to Italy until we're taking off the top 15% of our income into retirement. You can see here, I started doing that January 1, 2021. Uh, these are just goals that I've got to help keep my, you know, it, it helps keep the hope. It helps keep me um, getting up early in the morning to work on this. You know, my wife and I want to go to Italy and Greece on a solvent trip where we pay for it with cash that we've saved. We've got about $5,500. Um, I don't fill this out daily, but whenever, uh, you know, every month or two, I'll go in and update it so I can stay current on it. We're, we're saving for my daughter's college. She's nine years old now. We've got $40,000 that we've been saving. My goal is to have $100,000 for her when she starts college in nine years. I'm trying to, to buy a small plane. We've got about $6,000 in there for that. Maddie's wedding. So my daughter's going to get married one day. So my wife and I need to start saving some money. I don't know how much that'll cost, but the point is these major items that we need to save for are listed in an action plan. I'm not going to start paying for or saving for certain things until other things are taken care of. And just we've talked about it. We have an order on how we're going to start saving for those things. And then I'm going to pay off the house. Megan and I are going to pay off our home. We have that much money left, but it's just very clear on how much we have left. And you can see here, I've actually got it pulling from a spreadsheet. So it updates it. Every time I update our net worth and I put our value of our home and I put in there what's left on the home, it updates this for me. And then lastly, I'm going to build wealth. I want to own real estate assets that produce passive income, save our money to have generational income to pass down to generations and give outrageously. My wife and I want to give to um, different charities that are important to our heart. So 
hope you found that beneficial. In the following videos, we're going to talk about personal financial statements, how to fill that out, what, is a, what does net worth mean, how do you get your net worth, um, how do you list your assets and liabilities so that it works in this, in this uh, Google Sheets document. If you're interested in the Google Sheets documents, you can email me at MatthewTWarren3, the number three, at gmail.com. Again, that's M-A-T-T-H-E-W, T is in Tom, Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N, the number three, at gmail.com. After the personal financial video, we're going to talk about a daily spending plan. What does that look like? How do I use the daily spending plan with my journal? What process do I go through when I'm filling out my daily spending plan and my spending journal? Which one do I do first and why? Um, we're gonna show, I'm gonna show you how I track the net worth over time. Um, I'm gonna show how in my spending journal, I list my goals how I prioritize my goals. We'll go over that in future videos. Lastly, this PRG dashboard, it's, it's a key part. It's kind of like the grand finale. You know, once we do all this work, once we do a personal financial statement, once we do a daily spending plan, once we get our, our room going on a spending journal, on a spending plan, then we can put it into a monthly view and it all starts to make sense because we're able to show people, whether it's our accountant, our attorney, our spouse, our parents, uh, whoever we are you know, owing money to, we can show them, hey, after my income and after my spending plan with my family to provide food and shelter and transportation and all the things that we need to, to spend money on, which are all listed right here in the, these categories. I've got this much money, whether it's $200 or $2,000 left over at the end of the month that I can put toward my debt repayment. And, and the monthly PRG dashboard shows the debt repayment schedule. And I give some solutions on how do you pay that? You know, there are multiple ways of paying debt and we'll go through that. But you can't talk about the debt repayment until you know how much money is at the end of the month. You know, if, if we're not making enough or we're spending too much, there's no money to pay the debt. And then lastly, the savings plan, the monthly PRG dashboard shows the last part is where we get our hope. That's where we have a clear vision of how much money we're going to save, what is the ideal amount that we'd like to have in our, da our daughter's 529 plan or, you know, real estate investment number one, that's going to be worth a half a million dollars or that car or that plane or the cash in the, in the prudent reserve savings account, you know, how much do we want that to be? We want it to be a hundred thousand dollars. We want it to be $50,000. There's a place to put that. And that's in the monthly PRG dashboard. Don't get overwhelmed. We'll cover that in a future video. Stay tuned. I hope you found this beneficial. Don't go anywhere. Check out the next video. Thanks for listening.